up, homies? I got my golf gambling Sherpa on Zoom with me, the great Essen McLaren from Sports Book Review. This guy got me into golfing, taught me a lot of what I know, and I'm happy to shoot the shit with him about this week's Memorial Tournament at Jack's Place. Essen, what's up, brother? Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me back on. Been a little while, and I'm glad to hear that golf betting is working out for you. It seems to be a, uh, you know, grasshopper becomes the master situation here uh, because it's a, a rough season for me thus far, but I hear you've got a handful of winners at least. Um, you know, the these elevated events this year just really throw me for a loop and, you know, try and, trying to get back on here with the Memorial at Jack's Place, as you say. Yeah, uh, the elevated events and just the PGA Tour in general has been an awesome season, just not from a betting perspective. It's been a roller coaster ride for me, dude. I was up 30 units in February, and then I got down roughly 14, headed into uh, the Charles Schwab last week. Emiliano Grillo bailed me out. I hit an outright on him at 80 to 1 last week. Um, Justin Rose also cashed the top 20 for me. But I was ice cold. And as I said to you on Twitter, it feels like I'm doing something wrong. Emiliano Grillo, or Gria, whatever, uh, was my fifth outright this season. Having five outrights, how could I be down two units? Which is where I currently stand. I don't know. Yeah, and you even have some of the few long shot winners this year, which take me by surprise. But the, the easy answer to your question is, well... Most winners have been priced at plus 600, plus 800 if you're lucky. You've managed to get some of the few that are at triple digits, whatever. Um, yeah, my shortest shot was Max Homa, I think 22 to 1 to win Farmers, or maybe 25, I forget now. So yeah, not bad. So, like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, let's, let's hop on here. Uh, hopefully we can get a couple, but again, um, Scheffler and Rom topping the odds board and you know, at this point, it's kind of a beware of dog situation. Absolutely. Um, the usual top three has changed around this time. Scotty Scheffler is the favorite at 6-1. to one. John Rahm, who almost went back-to-back 2020-2021 at the Memorial, 7-1. to one. He actually had a withdrawal with like a six-stroke lead in 2021 after testing positive with COVID. And then the third favorite, Patrick Cantley, ended up winning when Rom um, withdrew, and he's won, I believe, two Memorial tournaments. So, do you? I'm, I'm assuming you do, but I want to hear it from your mouth. Obviously, do you agree with Cantley replacing McElroy in the, the top three, at least for this tournament? I'm fine with somebody replacing McElroy at this point. Um, you know, someone can go ahead and replace him in the top three at OWGR too. Uh, you know, weird to me. Well, no, not weird at this venue that is Patrick Cantley, I guess, again, two-time winner. Sure, he was gifted the second of those victories with Rom being forced back out. But yeah, it had to be somebody. I mean, you know, you're never, never going to have a great argument for McElroy not being up there, other than the fact that he hasn't won um, a big event in, in quite a while other than the Tour Championship. Um but, you know, like he, he's just not getting it done in these fields at this point, right? And we've had over a half a season of these elevated events and routinely falling flat in in ones at courses where he's won before, uh, where he's a rightful favorite, where he's still a statistical fit, despite not having those 
even super high finishes, let alone not having a win. Uh, so yeah, no, it's time for somebody to pass him. I was on him at the PGA Championship where his odds got as high as plus 1600. You know, that was an automatic click for me there. You know, back door to T7 to save some face. But, you know, at 1200 this week, I, I'm not getting back on the wagon yet. But DRBC Canadian Opens next week. Gotta think his attention's probably a little bit more focused there where he can go and be a three-time winner. Um, yeah, I, I'm not on that for this week at all. Did you get him at top 10 for, for the PGA Championship or did you just have him as an outright? I only went with the outright just because the odds odds were so high. Um, you know, should have, you know, at this point, should be just betting them top 10 in majors, go a little bit heavier in those markets. But, you know, that's a, it's a lesson we can take into the U.S. Open and the Open Championship, perhaps. You know, one of my favorite, like, angles or like facets of the memorial is it's an elevated event right so you got the 20 million dollar prize pool theoretically it should be a tougher field than in years past but this and i believe the genesis which both of both of which are one of uh are two of the pga tours five invitationals those are the first tournaments or the only elevated tournaments this season that actually have a weaker field this year than last year right because pretty much everyone plays at the memorial tournament year in year out it's it's jack's place um but last year you know a lot of live guys played on the uh at the memorial and this year they're not same same with the genesis last year genesis was actually even crazier because i'm pretty sure around this time last year dustin johnson already defected um and maybe a couple other guys but that's what I find most interesting about this field. It's a smaller field, only 120 players. Again, an invitational. So I'm I'm excited about the the opportunities. Um, um, and 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 I have some looks a little further down the card uh, because of the the weaker field. Um, and just the course itself is it's pretty awesome. You know, they renovated it in 2020, added I think 500 yards of distance um, to the course which really helps out Cantley because he's really long off the tee and usually hits fairways. So that's why I don't hate him being in the top three of the odds. Um, that said, I don't have any um, action on him. Did you did you place any bets on Scheffler or Ron? Not yet. I wanted to see the matchup lines between the two of them, but Scheffler, Scheffler is such a heavy favorite there. Uh, basically, everywhere you look, that it kind of pushed me back off of it. At this point, you just got to hope that one of them starts poorly, like Rom did at the Masters, and get them midway through round one, early in round one sort of thing to get a couple extra points of value. But no, uh, as frustrating as this season has been, betting these two every week or betting fields with these two every week, uh, you know, not quite ready to swallow a, a plus 600 pill on a Tuesday sort of thing. Well, I don't know how you set up your betting card, but if you're going to hit Scheffler at six to one, Rom to seven seven to one, that's that's probably like your only bullet, right? Maybe you have one other golfer. You just load up on top ten to, or top five to win, top ten maybe. Yeah, and what like I think you have to take the two of them together then, and then that gives you, you know pretty good share of the implied win probability. But yeah, um, you know that's that's a good strategy that you're you're talking about it's not great for 
bragging and sharing screenshots on Twitter, though, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what a lot of my betting actually comes down to. That's that's a good call, uh, dude. I've I feel like you would have profited off of Rom's. I think like plus four on the first couple holes of the Masters. Did you jump in live on him? I didn't jump in live. I had him pre-tournament. Huh. Uh, a bit. And yeah, I, at that point, just based on how the rest of my Masters bets had started out and how you know the last couple of weeks going into the Masters had gone, I, I, I just was too risk adverse there. I didn't want to sink any more money into a lost cause. But you know, yeah, I was happy to walk away with a little bit from the pre-tournament ticket. Um, but like even starting double bogey, the odds didn't get much higher right like i think he went from plus a thousand to maybe a briefly plus 13 or plus 14 you know that goes to show like how how incredible these two are and how in tune with that the books are that you know a guy starts a major at augusta national with a double bogey and it doesn't really do much I'll tell you what, speaking about Rom, um, I just actually did my starting five for the memorial, uh, which you can read at outkick.com backslash betting. Rom wasn't included in there. The way I usually bet it, uh, golfers, I'll I'll hit them to win, and then I'll place them and hit them in a couple placement markets. I think I'm going to do something random with John Rom where I'm just going to bet a unit on him to go top five. Because he's number one on my model at Fantasy National. I hate the 7-1 to one odds. I mean, frankly, plus 175 for top five really isn't great either. I just hate using this word, but it's a, it's a lock, I think, that this guy's top 10. I'm not going to go minus 115 for top 10. I'm going to be, I'm going to gamble a little bit more. Actually, I'll probably put three quarters of a unit on it, but like plus 175, I don't know, man. I love Scheffler here too. The numbers love him, but like, I I feel as though John Rom getting top five is 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 a good look in this tournament. Any any pushback on that one? No, and I think that's the right strategy. If you are going to go one of these two, go with the one who's played a little less of late, and that's that's John Rom, right? Scheffler coming off great finish on the PGA, great finish last week, of course. 15 straight top 15 finishes i believe is the streak which is just insane like scotty scheffler is minus 140 for a top 10 finish this week in this field at this extremely difficult venue with the u.s open two weeks away like this is unbelievable but you can't argue with it that's probably right he's, uh, I mean, yeah. he's, he's a few eight foot putts away from winning probably six tournaments this year like it's if, if stupid. he was putting if he was putting average for himself this year, crazy to think what the results would be um, because he isn't putting well for, you know, uh, a top 50 golfer in the world, even really like as good as a putter as he was last year, he's extremely far removed from that so far this year. And then he still can't finish worse than top 15. It's, it's baffling. But yeah, no, I, I like Rom, you know, took a week off last week to shake off, you know, a PGA championship where he was pretty much checked out after day one because he, he started so poorly, made the cut, finished T50. Uh, you know, that's a guy who's either all in or not at all. And 
he was very much not at all there for at least the final two rounds. Um, and then a week off last week. So I don't want to count it as a week and a half off for Rom. I think that probably gives him a little bit of an edge over Scheffler here, at least when you're looking at plus 175 versus plus 150 for a top five finish. Sure thing. Yeah. I might do the thing, uh, you know, the idea that you've, that you've had that we just talked about where if, if Rom struggles in the first round, Maybe then I'll jump in on him to win if I can get like a. I mean, what's the best you can ask for? Maybe plus thirteen hundred. Like if he has like if he goes two over in round one. I don't know what the. Do you know what the AMPM splits are? I'll look it up. They weren't out when I looked this morning. They should have come out recently. Um, but yeah, weather weather is commonly an issue here in Dublin, Ohio. It's not this week or expect to be this week um but yeah I, I guess we'll have to wait and see for that but yeah you hope one of them gets caught in whatever or whether there may be on thursday and you, you jump in with again a couple extra points of value into friday yeah rom's going off at uh 7 a.m um central 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 time he's with the jason dane colin marikawa teeing off 12 minutes after Scheffler. So, yeah, maybe Scheffler goes minus two. Rom goes plus two. I'm feeling a little froggy. Maybe that's, that, that's when I jump in. But I'm feeling pretty good about Rom plus uh, 175 top five, but I'm not going to take the seven to one. The uh, shortest shot I do have on my card, and this is a bet that I am dubbing. Reminder why I do not bet Xander Shoffley bet. I'm going to take him to win top five and top 10. He kills it on my model. He kills it on everyone's model. That's, that's, that's really, you know, not a sharp take or uh, a hot take. Um, you know, and he's one of the more consistent performers on the PGA tour. Um, he, he is second in my key model, third in my power rankings. He's top 10 in this field for strokes, gained approach, ball striking greens and regulation, Par five scoring, which is going to be huge, right? You gotta you gotta put up numbers on these par fives at at a, at a tough course like Mirfield, and um, also he's really good on long par fours, which is where you can get into the most danger in these these tough courses, as you know. So he's got six top tens of the season. He's solid throughout the bag. Um, one of the things we've seen that trip golfers up consistently. We always talk about his putting. He's eleventh on tour this this year and strokes gain putting so it's just a matter of if if he's gonna be a threat throughout the entire weekend or maybe i need him to backdoor a top 10 uh, but he's really kind of a threat to do either and this is again it's more like i'm gonna say this uh, for my next guy too it's kind of a gut feeling vibes bet i haven't i haven't backed xander in a while he hasn't really threatened in a while and i just feel like this is the course. This is a, a, an event, a tier down below the mat, but below the majors that that he'll show up in. I don't know. Any any pushback? Any thoughts on that? No, I don't want don't want to push back there because you know that'll come back to bite me for sure. Uh, yeah, he's a statistical fit in a lot of places, and especially here. Um, you know, he yeah he, he's putting well, which is a, a big difference right now. Um, yeah, you know, the plus fourteen hundred isn't awful. I know I'd probably 
be a little more interested in a top 10, um, you know, plus 140 we have there. So it's not fantastic. But yeah, I, I feel safer with that bet. You know, there's a guy like going into last year, he was what, three plus years without a solo victory on tour. Then he won back to back at the Travelers and the Scottish. Um, you know, not like didn't challenge at either of the first two majors this year. You know, he was around, but again, didn't challenge. Uh, yeah, I, he's, he's one of those for me that is, there's nothing sexy about backing him, I guess. Like everyone, everyone likes Xander Shoffley. Everyone knows Xander Shoffley's good. Yeah. Uh, third place finish sort of thing. Uh, far too often that just kind of scares you away from a win. You, know, you never get. It's not Cantley boring, at least. No, but like you never get exciting odds because he's always finishing so well that you know the the odds are kept low despite uh, not having a win this year. Uh, but yeah, no, I won't push back against it because then that'll definitely come back to get me, uh, and, and that that got me last year with uh, the back to back wins as well. So yeah, no, I I respect Xander. I just don't want to be. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Uh, another aspect or last thing that I that I like about Xander here at Memorial. He's been 18th or better in his last four trips. He's only made five starts at the Memorial. He was 18th last year, lost two and a half strokes off the tee, lost 1.4 strokes putting, and still finished 18th. And again, which was a tougher field than this year. Um, so if he can just knock down some putts, be a little more consistent with the driver, his putting has been really good lately. Um, driving just kind of average um but approach play obviously outstanding for him um i think he could come through for me how i how i hit him was i did a a half unit on on his 14 to 1 odds and then i hit um three quarters of a unit on top five i'm really just gambling you know i i I said backdoor top 10 i actually had that wrong i didn't even place a top 10 bet on him so hopefully backdoor is a top five if need be um but you know, because of the odds, I don't, I don't want to uh, expose myself too much. You know, uh, to to the Xander look. So, 
I'll just stick with winner and top five, and hopefully they cash. Um, who, who's the first first guy you got on your slip? Uh, first first guy for me, Terrell Hatton. Actually, a little bit further down the board. Oh, baby, uh, high five. Gang. 22 range. Um, We're this both one, on him. This one I put with a top five finish for sure. Um, you could do top 10 if you wanted, uh, but I do think he has a top five in him. Um, a great statistical fit coming in here. There's no real weakness in his game right now. Um, you know, even putting quite well, especially for him. Uh, and accuracy off the tee has been quite impressive as well of late. So, yeah, no, I like him. He's had a few appearances here, nothing, you know, earth shattering, nothing too, too exciting. Um, you know, he is, or one appearance here, sorry, a T33 in 2019. So there we go. Not, not a whole lot. Maybe that's why we're getting a little higher odds for someone in the form he's been in, um, even if it hasn't been met with a win or a great result. But yeah, I like, like the top five value with him. I got plus 600 on the top five. Um, and then, you know, around plus 22 for a victory is, is okay for me, even in this strong field. With the Unhattened brother, I got him win top five, top 10. Uh, current DraftKings odds sponsor of uh, Outkick Bets. They're plus 2200, Hatton plus 2200 to win, plus 500, top five, plus 240 to go top 10. But shop around. Look for books. Unfortunately, I would love to um, specifically point to DraftKings, but look for books that don't um, do the Teddy Heat rules. That way you can you can still cash on these if they tie. Six on my power rankings, Hatton is. Fourth on my key stats over the last 36 rounds. Third in total strokes gain on tour this season. He's been phenomenal. Solid throughout the bag. Doesn't, doesn't have a weakness. He's fourth in total strokes gain at comp courses that I pulled. Uh, Bay Hill is a comp course now that they uh, renovated Memorial and they've extended it. A lot of water balls at the API. He won the API as his only PGA tour um, victory in 2020 fourth at the API earlier this season. Second last year, he was second at the players this year, which is another comp course um, to, to, to Mirfield third at Wells Fargo, which I'd argue quail hollows another comp course. Awesome putter. And kind of just reinforcing what you said, he really doesn't have a weakness. So, you know, good good guy to go to battle with. His only weakness is that he's not someone you're going to want to live bet. If he starts poorly, he's going to finish poorly. He's uh, he's not at all like Rom in that sense. But yeah, I, the plus twenty two pre tournament makes it a lot more appealing to jump in earlier. Yeah, they're both hot headed, but. When Rom gets fired up, it helps his game. And when Hatton gets fired up, he's pretty much pulling the ejection cord. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, not going to lie, but Hatton. Um, here's a guy we've never talked about. I don't think. Maybe you talked about him because you've been betting golf a lot longer than I have. And maybe you've been hurt by this guy. But I am going to back Ricky Fowler. I got him. Uh, to win top five, top 20. I hit a top 20 with him earlier this season. I forget the tournament. He goes really well in my model, according to Fantasy National. Fifth in my power rankings, eighth in my key stats over the last 36 rounds. He's 11th in total strokes gained on tour this season. Um, 10th in course, course history. He got a couple seconds here. Granted, it was pre-renovation. Um, 11th in 2021, though, post-renovation. So that's good. Top 20 or better. Um, in proximity 150 to 200 
great at scrambling, great approach play, great ball striker. Been scoring on the par fives this year. And again, I hit Jason Day in a couple placements earlier this year, and I used similar rationale. Like a lot of people have been butthurt over Jason Day and Ricky Fowler over the recent years, and because of me getting into gambling late, I just don't have I just don't have bad Ricky Fowler vibes. So I'm down to 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 bet him. He hasn't hurt me. Um, and any exposure? Uh, do you have any exposure on Fowler or, or any thoughts on that? Look? Yeah, Fowler was actually the top pick I wrote up at sportsbookreview.com. Um, I love him at plus four thousand. He opened consensus plus four thousand. He's gone down mostly across the market. Uh, a couple bucks still hanging plus four thousand. I think DraftKings is down to plus thirty five hundred. So, you know, I wouldn't bet that as an outright price but if you can still find a plus four thousand anywhere that's that's where i'm going uh yeah uh coming in super hot a t6 finish last week in which he struggled on the greens gained 0.05 strokes on the greens um you know he was he led the field and strokes gained around the green but that's my number one key stat here at Winterfield village um that interesting approach another area excelled last week um at the pga championship he missed the cut but i believe that was yeah that was due to a horrible putting performance um you know this is a guy who when he was in the peak of his career he was renowned as one of the best putters on tour similar to a jason day um so yeah i think ricky he's a popular pick this week got a lot of people you know especially with a recent Jason Day victory, they want to get the next guy to come back to make that resurgence, right? We had the same with Jordan Spieth last year. Um, you know, as kind of low as his career got, you know, everyone wanted that next win. We got it last year. Um, we got Day this year. I think Fowler uh, is in a great position to come back and do it here. He's, you mentioned some success at this venue. Aside from that, you know, they call this uh, Augusta North, Muirfield Village. And in that sense, you know, experience is as important as success at this venue. Fowler, he's top five in the field with 48 career rounds played here. Um, so, yeah, I, I love him. He checks all the boxes I need him to this week, as long as the putting is a little bit better than it was last week. Uh, you know, I, I like him a lot. A lot of the stuff that you just said is going to apply to the next golfer that I have uh, here on my slip. And this is, I'm filing under my addiction bet. Dude, I am addicted to betting Hideki Matsuyama. And I'm at the point now where if I don't have money on him in his next win, I am you know I might be on suicide watch, dude. Like I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if Hideki Matsuyama won a tournament and I don't have money on him. Um, I backed him a little heavier um, than just like the random flyers I'll take on him. Got him to win top five, hammered him top 20. Augusta North, if that's Mirfield, well, he's a 2021 Masters champion. Also, as I'm sure you're aware of, this is, again, pre-renovation, but first PGA Tour win was the 2014 Memorial. You talked about how good... um, Fowler is around the green and, and how important around the green short scan around the green is for you uh, for handicapping this tournament. This dude has been a wizard around the green this year. Um, eighth in strokes gain around the green, I think on, on the PGA tour. And that's a big reason why he's scrambling his ass off. He's fourth the season scrambling 
and the guy can't putt or shit. So that just tells you that it's like he misses greens while he's knocking it from the rough two feet in from the pin. Because if it's further back, you don't know. He can't, he can't hit putts. I mean, I had him at the PGA Championship. This fool gained 10 strokes tee to green at the PGA Championship, but had the second worst event on the greens at minus 5.7 strokes putting. Everyone else down there missed the cut. His full finish 29th because he crushed the ball. That's pretty much the the story of his of his whole career. Like he's a phenomenal ball striker. He's great at everything except for putting. Dude can't hit a putt. Even when he won the Masters, I think he lost strokes putting. In his memorial win, he was minus 0.1 strokes putting. Like the guy is just going to knock it in inside of three feet. If he misses the green, it's going to go inside of three feet from around the green. And, yeah, again, a lot of this is FOMO but uh, or possible uh, FOMO, but he's six on my key stat model. He's great from 150 to 175 yards out and then 175 to 200 yards out, which is going to be a lot of the second shots, approach shots, because there's a lot of – water on this course so you gotta there's some forest layups and instead of like trying to clear these water hazards you're gonna lay back and just hit these longer iron shots where he excels so again i'm addicted to betting him but i'm on i'm on decky for sure yeah you right raised a lot of good points there especially with the comparable wins putting is what's held him back from what could be a scary amount of wins on the pga tour and yeah, like that T29 finish in the PGA Championship with that bad of a putting performance is baffling. Um, you know, he was so good on approach, so good uh, around the greens. Um, T to greens, fantastic. And, you know, when you look at his off the tee, his driving game hasn't been great of late. That's distance that has been the problem. That's not the primary driving category to be looking at here. We want to be looking at accuracy. You want to stay out of u.s open caliber rough that jack's going to be growing up this week uh or jack has grown up this week so yeah um there are a lot of reasons like hideki putting is what's keeping me away in a similar vein colin morikawa is a guy i want to bet in these elevated events a lot i feel he's the guy who is getting that odds boost from having scheffler and rom and mcelroy xander whoever suppressed we're getting elevated odds on Morikawa everywhere. I backed him pretty hard at the Players' Championship. He's a two-time major winner. He should fit TPC Sawgrass really well. Missed the cut, I think. If not, uh, it was a bad finish. Um, but yeah, I, the guy just can't putt at all um, this year. So for that same reason, I'm scared of bagging Hideki this week. But yeah, yeah. Uh, now that T29 in the BGA with zero putting ability at all is, you know, that should be a sign that a win's coming around the corner. Just with him, the problem his whole career has been it's very difficult to figure out when that exact moment's going to come, right? It came at the Masters. It comes in difficult tournaments at hard courses and strong fields. You just don't know when that's going to be. Yeah, like mo- I'm pretty sure either four or five one of those two numbers of his, of his eight career PGA tour victories are on bent grass greens. So if he's going to putt well anywhere, it's going to be at Muirfield, you know, with bent grass greens. Um, but dude, I, 
I fell in love gambling on golf with uh, by hitting Colin Marikawa twenty uh, to win the Open in twenty twenty one. I love Colin Marikawa. Lost a shit ton of money with him last week at Colonial. I've lost money with him. I've definitely lost all the money I made on him at the British Open, probably two times over um, over the last couple of years because of just his struggling putting. And it's the same shit with Matsuyama. It's a great comp that you just made. And it's like a lot of these times I'm following the the shot tracker on the app and like I'll you'll see like Matsuyama from 180 yards stick it within four feet of the pin. It's like, hell yeah, go to the bathroom real quick, come back, expect to see a birdie. And it's like, wait, par? What, you missed a four-footer? Him and Marikawa do that shit all the time where it's just like they're they're just dialed in with the irons. You think they're going to get a birdie. <laughs> they, just, they just whiff on the putt. It's It sucks, but... um. I couldn't get there in Marikawa. I could Matsuyama. And same type of thing with both of them. If 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 you're going to bet a golfer with an alarming weakness, they have to be absolutely outstanding at something. Marikawa, still probably the best iron player in the world. Matsuyama this season is one of the best scramblers and around the green players in the world. So... That's my angle. I couldn't I couldn't do Matsuyama and Marikawa because of everything you said though. Um anyone else in your card? Uh yeah, if we want to go a little bit longer. Um I got Russell, one long shot. Russell Henley. Uh, I was big on him last week. Uh how did it as Henley week on Twitter? He was able to backdoor a, a top twenty finish. Um nice. Russ. Uh missed it on that one. Um but, you know, I'm on him for a lot of the same reasons. I was on him last week at Colonial. And, you know, the, you talked about a lot of the comparable courses. I think there are some similarities between these two as well. Um, primarily accuracy off the tee. Um, you know, yeah, you can't go in the rough. You need to also be positioned for your next shot. Um, big emphasis on strokes gained around the green, strokes gained approach at both venues. Um, and then scrambling and or bogey avoidance you mentioned all the water here so russell henley is pretty good at avoiding those trouble spots um and you know he did that for the most part last week uh so i'm on him actually top 10 first round is the market i settled on early um looking at DraftKings odds right now he's plus 4500 probably not high enough in this field i was hoping we could get higher than that i'm kind of surprised we can't uh so maybe we hold off until Wednesday night for an outright bet on Russ Henley. But, you know, uh, yeah, again, a lot of the same reasons I was on him last week. And, hey, that's where golf has the benefit over football, basketball, hockey, whatever. Whereas in those team sports, you bet a team, to, and especially in the playoffs, to win game one, they lose. You're not getting that added odds value for game two. Where in golf, you do. Um, you know, if they go weeks without winning, you get higher odds each week. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to check back in on Russ Henley, winner, Wednesday night. Um, but I also like first-round top 10 a lot. Yeah, I hit uh, Russell Henley and Mayakoba. He's he's one of my guys. Um, just really accurate off the tee, dialed in with the irons. You know, similar uh, thing as Marikawa. Just can't hit putts very often. But um, he just has the ball striking and the accuracy and, like, the shot making to really just show up in any tournament. So don't hate that look. 
Uh, the one long shot that I have on my card, I'm just it's the heat check bet. I'm going back to Emiliano Grillo. Um, got him plus 11,000. Just sprinkling like a tenth of a unit on him and hitting his top 20 with a half unit. Uh, I believe his top 20 is plus 360. I believe that's what it is. Uh, plus 330 now, excuse me, at DraftKings. Um, he's 18th in my Memorial Power Rankings. He's tied with uh, seven other golfers, though, for the 32nd best odds. So my model's showing a little bit of value on him. Grio is usually a very, very good ball striker, um, but a terrible putter. Last week when he won at Colonial, it flipped. He's pretty good ball striker and just just lights out on the greens. I think he picked up seven strokes uh, putting on the greens last week at the uh, Charles Schwab that he won. He's plus 3.1 strokes putting per event over his last five starts. So he's putting it well. And again, this is a rare thing you could say about Grio, but if he can get his ball strike and meet his putting, then he can be a threat in this tournament as well. Maybe, maybe, probably not a threat to win it, but definitely can, can, can go for a top 20. Um, great recent form, obviously, after winning last week. Fifth at the Mexico Open, which soft course, soft field. Seventh at the RBC, um, which is at a uh, comp course to, to Mirrorfield um, and was another elevated event. I thought this was interesting. He's got four top five finishes this season, which is it's tied with a few people, but it's only behind Scheffler, Rom, Xander, and Cantley. So he's actually having a pretty solid season. Again, I mean, there isn't a lot of arguments you got to make for sprinkling on eleven plus eleven thousand, right? I mean, we all know what we're getting into there. Don't put a big bet on him, but I just went off uh, with him, and you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about him at least cashing a top twenty for me. So half unit on top twenty sprinkled on on the uh, the IRA. I don't mind the top twenty. I wouldn't go to and outright, um, again, it was way too much reliance on the putter last week. Harry Hall, similar. Um, yeah, they were one, two in the field, those who made the cut anyway. Um, so, yeah, that scares me a bit, especially with Griot. We've seen the putter come and go completely for him. So, yeah, there's a chance that it stays hot and he gets gets that top 20. But, you know, you mentioned the, the top five finishes this year. You know, he wasn't really playing or, you know, those weren't in these elevated events, right? Like those were in some of the lesser events, the the second, third tier events, because that's all he could qualify for early on this season anyway. But yeah, coming off a win, you know, there was a time where he was a fantastic up and comer player. Um, you know, I, I hope for him and, you know, golf fans really that this is kind of a resurgence for him and he can hang around. But yeah, I don't see win number two coming against Scheffler, Rom, uh, and the rest of the guys here. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I just feel like, because I made a good amount of money on him last week, why not throw a little bit on him here? Um, I mean, I didn't put $5. I put a little more than 5 on him to win, but, you know, a $5 bet on plus 11000 What's that pay out? Like 550 bucks, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Not bad. The putter's hot. The putter's hot. So, yeah, maybe there's a <laughs> chance. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 be clear. There, if there is a chance, it's in the point zero zero one percent range. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, 
But I know what I'm getting myself into. Hopefully he either easily cashes the top 20 or backdoors it for me. But we'll see. Um, I don't have any tournament uh, matchup bets uh, or any first-round leader stuff. It, because it is an elevated tournament, I'm probably going to do some more research on that tonight. But I just wanted to give you guys my plays here vocally um, on the podcast. Do you have any other plays that you want to give out here at uh, the Memorial? Uh, no, those three are what I have thus far. Uh, again, I might hold off for Wednesday just because now we've seen a few of these elevated events. You know, as the week goes on, you get those top guys, their odds decrease because everyone likes to bet favorites. So you do get some value later in the week. That's a lesson I've learned so far this year. And yeah, you mentioned the, the, the matchup markets. That's somewhere I looked. I was pretty excited to look at those yesterday. That they're all very properly priced, in my opinion. Um, you know, we discussed briefly betting Scheffler, uh, Scheffler, Rom, and the outright market. So maybe you can, you know, put that together to get some plus money odds and on Rom in the head to head. But I do think Scheffler is the better golfer right now, so it's probably not a big enough difference for me. Um, but yeah, uh, the rest of them that I was interested in, I'm not really like Victor Hovland plus 105 head to head with Rory. Maybe, maybe that's not, that's not a bad one. Um, I do not hate that. But yeah, Rom's 105 against Scheffler. And yeah, it's, it's tough. Morikawa Thomas are both minus 110. If Thomas had was the underdog there, uh, I'd go for it. But yeah, we, we have. Already sharp racing in the the matchups this week. Yeah, I, I Thomas was JT was one of my honorable mentions. I don't know why I'm just feeling like bounce back event here for him. You know he's great around. Well, I do know why I, he's great around the green. I could see that it really helping him out this week. Um, yeah, and the odds are like plus three thousand for him here. I think that's not bad. What's his course history like? Justin Thomas. Um, yeah, a runner up in 2020, that would have been the work day. So the not a little easier conditions, 2018 in the Memorial that same year, um, T42, 2021 didn't play last year, but yeah, like plus 3000 for him. I think he's still 15th in the world ranking. Uh, so yeah, that it's obviously value whether you want to take it or not, um, as a personal choice. And I'm not there yet. If we can get a little bit higher. By tomorrow night, I'd probably grab a Justin Thomas ticket, and you know, there's just no form coming into this. Is, is the problem? Yeah, I want to say it's a little that that narrative is a little overstated, just because like he is picking up strokes tee to green. He, I mean, his putting is atrocious right now, and that's what's killing him. Also, I mean, 65th of the PGA Championship, uh, missed cut at the Masters, but he also hasn't really threatened in any one of these tournaments, so. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm essentially with you and, and we're in agreement on, uh, on, on the Justin Thomas analysis. And, you know, we, we briefly touched on matchups. Um, I was up 28 units this season down 14, um, up 28 units last season. And why I mentioned that is I think a big reason why I'm, I'm struggling this year is I was just so money on head to head matchups last, last year. And it was just something I can count on this year. Frankly, I've sucked. I took a chop. I, I went one, one, and one last week. And I took a brutal chop. I had Ricky Fowler to beat Sam Burns. 
I think Ricky Fowler was up two strokes in the final two holes. He bogeyed 17 and Burns birdied 17 and 18 to chop it. And it's just like, like enough things like that have happened to me this year where it's like, ah, it just kind of just chips away at the bankroll kind of. That's been, now that we talk about it, now that, you know, we brought it up head to heads, that's where I think I'm struggling majorly this year. Uh, so, yeah. But you know what? I'm gonna come out with some head-to-heads tomorrow. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get right. I gotta get right. I'm gonna keep firing, um, but you know, I'm gonna continue uh, my homework, and um, that's you know, I like to watch a lot of like review or um, um, preview videos and uh, course breakdowns and stuff like that. And you're one of the guys that I look to for that. So, where can people find your uh, your your golf content? Just your gambling content in general. Yeah, sportsbookreview.com. You can find all our gambling content or sports betting content. I stick primarily to golf at this point and come back a little bit more in, in football season. But yeah, learned learned my lesson with baseball and we have uh, a good in-house team of basketball writers. So I get to stay away from that. Um, yeah, you, you still on the basketball train or are you fully a golf guy now? Oh, no, I, I'm hammering basketball. I got, I got, I was, I crushed last season. Fell back a little bit in the playoffs this year. I, cro- I I sucked this regular season, and I'm doing really well in the playoffs. And I I made a lot of money recently, um, but the NBA has been a little bit of a struggle. Still heavy in the NBA, heavy in the golf, um, and then and football. Obviously, I'm gonna take my shot at the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm thinking you. I want to help me out a little bit. Who do, who do you like? I have a Vegas pre-playoff future ticket. Um, that's nice. all I got. I- Think I'm standing by them. You know, Con Smythe Trophy might be some value there uh, in the Vegas players. I think it's a little tough to nail down the Vegas player who could win. But um, you know, look at Jack Eichel, Con Smythe, um, because Vegas favored in the series, but you had the top two Con Smythe guys play for Florida. So yeah, um, that's how I would attack that. But you know, is Kachuk the the favorite? Uh, Bobrovsky is actually the the goaltender, right? Yeah, there's a chance he could win if Florida loses, I fear, is what's into that pricing. But, yeah, it's an interesting market. All right. All right, we'll follow Eston uh, on Twitter. We're at Eston McLaren um, and sportsbookreview.com. Thanks for coming on, brother. We'll uh, catch up again soon to talk some more golf gambling. Best of luck to you this week, and let's go Terrell Hatton. Thanks, and same to you. Yeah, let's go Terrell. All right, peace.